Hey, y'all. Come on, come on, come on, come on. In the room. Come on. Let me get in and share. Good morning. Hey, y'all. Hey, hey, hey. We are here. We are live. Good morning, Masa. Good morning, Tremaine. Good morning, Angela. Good morning, Kirby. Good morning, Father God. Good morning, Shania. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Good morning, Dia. Leah. Good morning, Kedra. Good morning. Good morning, Shari. Good morning, Sharmana. How y'all doing this morning? Um, we thank you. We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you. Um, we lift up uh, the name of Jesus. We thank you for goodness. We thank you for mercy. We thank you for your love. We thank you, Father God, just for your power and your strength. We thank you, Father God, for just how you keep us. We thank you. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. We thank you, Father God, for your fullness. Woo! Thank you, Lord. We thank you for your fullness. We thank you, Father God, for your fullness. <laughs> we thank you, Father God, for the fullness of joy. We thank you, Father God. I'm sharing. Will you share, please? We thank you for your fullness. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We thank you, thank you, thank you. We thank you, 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 we thank you. We bless you, we praise you, we magnify you, we glorify you, my God. We thank you, you are good in all things, Lord God. We thank you when we don't even understand, Lord God, for your faithfulness, even when we don't get it. Lord God, we understand and thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for how well you love us. I thank you, thank you, thank you for keeping us. Woo! Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you that all matters, every concern, every weight, all matters belong in your hand. <laughs> um, come on, let me pray that for you. If you woke up, because sometimes we do, if you woke up a little weighty this morning, look overwhelmed, look consumed, you know, trials of life, sometimes life gets you. It ain't that you want life to get you, but it does. Sometimes you put something down, but unfortunately, when you get up the next morning, it's there again. And it's not that you even trying to hold on to it. It's not that you even trying to possess it. It's not that you even want it. But sometimes stuff just wait on you. Like you just get the weight, the weight on you. You try to shake it, especially when it's something that's like overwhelming or something pertaining to our children or something pertaining to our marriage. You like not trying to wake up weighty, but sometimes you just wake up weighty. Like it's just something that's hard to shake. And when it's a matter of the heart, sometimes those things are hard to shake. I tell you all the time, I just, I choose joy, right? We have to choose joy. And sometimes we just have to get into a position in place where we pray a prayer of faith or we acknowledge, ooh, come on, we acknowledge where we are. Acknowledging where you are does not mean you are not in faith. Ooh, come on. I need you to give you some, yourself some permission to breathe this morning, right? I know you might, <laughs> I ain't going to call him a Debbie Do-Gooder. That ain't nice. You, I know just sometimes you may be in positions, hey, Sandra, hey, Yara, hey, Irish, hey, Courtney, hey, Teresa. Sometimes you may just be in position, you may be around people who it seems like it's just always right for them. But I always tell people, people do not tell you all of their story. I have been in circles and places 
where somebody, or and I've been there, be fronting and stunting in front of people to make it look like life is successful or good or their marriage is good. And sometimes for some reason, we believe whatever everybody posts as a sign as they doing good, right? And we take, that's why comparison is so dangerous. And we take the measure of what they see or what they show us thinking this is how that they, that we they feel, we feel. And then we think we can never add up to that because we've compared ourselves or tried to measure ourselves by what they only show us, right? Like they only, they only show us, right? And so it's not out of faith for you to say, I'm dealing with this, I'm dealing with depression, I'm dealing with anxiety. And sometimes you'll run into people who are, oh no, you don't, you don't, you don't have that. You know, God didn't give you that. He didn't, but it's still very real about where I am. And I had to learn that in life because I am a choose joy person, because I am a take life and knock out the devil type person. I am that person. But I had to learn that when people are dealing with what they're dealing with, their emotions and what they feel tired is really real, right? And even though I am an optimist, I am, I can't help it. Even though I am an optimist, like I had to still come into a realization that whatever this person is dealing with, whatever this person is feeling is really, really real. And it does not make you out of faith or make you a bad person because that's where you are. So I want my heavy people. This may not be for you. You may not be heavy. I need you to stand in a gap for our heavy people. I want my heavy people today. I want my people who woke up struggling with something from yesterday. I want my people who been a little anxious. I want my people who've been a little worried. I want my people who've been a little fearful. I want my people who've been struggling with something and it just ain't went away yet, right? And it's not that you want to worry. It's not that you want to be in unbelief. It's not that you want to be heavy, but it's just where you are right now. I want you to come to the altar. <laughs> Come on. We ain't got no altar, but that's where we coming. I want you to come to the altar today so that we can lift you up in prayer. And I want you to know that there is absolutely because the enemy with his slick, slick, nasty, corruptive self will try to make you feel like you are the only person feeling like this or that you don't love God enough or that you aren't in faith enough, or that, like, that's how he acts, Sarfield. He'll try to make you feel like you ain't you ain't stretching enough, you ain't praying enough, you ain't in your word, and you showing up every day. This has just been something that you cannot shake. This has just been something that you've been overwhelmed with. Perhaps you're dealing with a loved one that's in the hospital. Perhaps you're dealing with a child. Perhaps you're dealing with a child that they just can't seem to get it together. That is weight on you. That is weight on you. So guess what the word of God tells us? First of all, I can come boldly before my father. I can come before my father. You do not have to come before your father in this little perfect image of being all put together. He loved David because David was a hot mess. He loved David because David was a man after his own heart. And I think David was a man after his own heart because even when he was in a messed up circumstance or a situation or he felt a certain way, he always got back in God's face. He always was in communion with God. And guess what? You get to do that when you're in a heavy weighted place as well. And when you can't do it for yourself, woo! 
then guess what? You come to the elders, we the elders. You get to come to the elders. And guess what the elders, y'all keep sharing the video. Guess what the elders get to do for you? The elders get to pray a prayer of faith. Now, I ain't got no oil to put on you. I have oil in my hands this morning. But we get to pray a prayer of faith and stand in the stead for you. We get to stand in the path. So I want to do that for my heavy, my burdened people this morning so that you can experience release and you can experience God's power. I truly believe that God wants to put some weight. Woo! Come on, y'all know I'm rowdy. I truly believe God wants to bear the weight, like put the weight on your situation this morning. And we're going to put the weight on your situation in prayer. Um, we're going to stand for your comfort this morning. We're going to stand for your discernment, that you're able to discern between what's of God and what's not of God. Like for real, like we're going to put you before God this morning. Um uh so that God can can lift some of this. God likes to lift burdens. Jesus is like my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And anytime I feel myself in a position or a place where I feel more weighty than I feel light, then I know that there is probably some demonic activity. I know there's probably something that I wrestle with that I'm yet not turning over to God. I'm not because Jesus told me my yoke is my yoke is easy. My burden is light, right? So there are some things that I'm probably carrying that I don't need to be carrying. One time the Lord gave me revelation. I was uh, really struggling with my children, just some things going on with my adult children. And the Lord gave me revelation. He said, Lakeisha, and I have five sons. If you didn't know that I got five sons and I have five grandsons. And the Lord said, calculate the weight of every son y'all have. Now, if y'all ain't know, Josiah is a big boy, right? Um, Judah is a big boy. Judah is 13, but six feet, right? And so the Lord was like, calculate all the weight of your children. And when I calculate the weight of all my sons, I'm right at 900, a thousand pounds. And he's like, can you put that on you? Like, can you physically put that on you and carry them? And I was like, Absolutely not. And I had prided myself for so long in being strong. Let me help somebody this morning. I had prided myself, pride. If anybody knows what happened with, with pride and haughtiness, there comes some destruction and some fall. I had prided myself for so long in being strong that I didn't know what I needed was in my weakness. Woo! I didn't know what I needed was in my face before God. I didn't know what I needed was in my vulnerability and my transparency before God. I didn't know that God didn't need me to be strong. He just needed me to be faithful. Woo! He didn't need me to be strong. I, I, he didn't. He wasn't looking for me to be strong. He just needed me faithful. I spent the last year in my half, my half putting down all what I thought God thought I thought I was supposed to be to God. That was the last maybe two years for me. All that what I thought that I needed to be before God, right? Because we will be confused with what we're being before people that we need to be before God. Ooh! Like we'll confuse it. We'll confuse it because we won't be seen as a powerhouse. We won't be seen as a prayer warrior. We want to be seen as all, all the, no, I the last two years spent taking all of what I thought I needed to be before God because I was really confused about how I was supposed to show up for people. 
that confused me. And because that was confusing me, and because I had a misguided um, perception of what strength was, then I had to rework my thought process that when he was talking to Paul, and he was like, Paul, Paul was like, get this thing out of me. <laughs> Come on, 2 Corinthians over there. When Paul was like, get this thing out of me. Woo! Come on, some of y'all been in that very place. Get that thing, get that, get this thing off of me. He was like, get, Paul was like, get this thing, get this thing off of me. I want this thing, whatever this is that's tormenting me, whatever this is that, that's bothering me, Lord, I need you to get this thing off of me. And God says, look, <laughs> wherever you weak, <laughs> I'm paraphrasing, this is the hip hop version. Wherever you weak, I'm going to make up for that. Woo! Come on, come on. I got to give you, I got to give you something you understand. Wherever you weak, come on, y'all. Come on. My God, that gives different perspective to it. Wherever you weak, Kedra, wherever you weak, Dietrich, wherever you weak, Patsy, I'm going to make up for that. Oh, my God. So then I took, I started taking Tremaine the weight off of Lakeisha. I started taking the weight off of Lakeisha, Margie. I said, you know what? Let me stop. I don't know what this is that I done built. I don't know what this zone is, Michelle, that I'm in. I don't know what this thing is, Andrea, that I feel like is necessary for me to show up as. Ooh! He said, I don't know. I don't know what this is. But I didn't I didn't carry this persona. I didn't carry this perception. Come on, y'all. I didn't I didn't carry that was weighty. Oh God, Lord. That that was weighty. Me trying to show up ooh, in a particular way, right, for God. Not even really for God, for people. Me trying to show up in a particular way. Come on, y'all. That was waiting. Me always trying to have the right face. Me trying to always say the right thing. Me trying to always be in the right position. That was waiting, right? So when we present ourselves before God and it's like, no, you know, um, I, I get this thing up, get this thing Paul, get this thing up off of me. And the Lord said, whatever you ain't got, Paul, I got. <laughs> Come on. Whatever you, whatever you got, I ain't got. Whatever you ain't got, God has it. So guess what? I've been spending time doing. I ain't got nothing. <laughs> Here I am. Here is your vessel. I'm, I'm before you. I even, I'm even bringing you some unbelief because I got some. <laughs> there are some places. Remember in the scripture when the man was talking to Jesus about healing, and he was like, "If you can," and Jesus was like, "If I can." Jesus got all gangster, and he was like, "If I can, <laughs> if I can." And and the man was, and then he told the Lord, he's like, "Lord, you gonna have to help me with my unbelief." I just started unpacking. What's up, Joe? I just started unpacking my weaknesses before God because he wasn't looking for me to be strong because he needed to be able to make the difference in my life. Ooh, he just needed me to be a willing vessel. So instead of coming to him with all the right words and all the right things and all the right stuff to say, I just started coming to him going, look, this me. <laughs> You know me. You created me. You made me. You know my weaknesses. You know my shortcomings. You know my faults. Um, you know where I'm scared. You know where I'm fearful. You know I'm worried. And I just started telling him, you know, like this is where I am today. I'm unsure. Or this is where I am today. I'm in unbelief. 
or this is where I am today. I don't even really know how you feel about this. Like, I don't have revelation on this, right? And the more that I started operating, see, Andrea, and what I didn't know and what I didn't have and what I, what I didn't possess, the more I began to see the evidence of his power in my life. And I began to realize that I had been so foolish for so long because what I was trying to possess was image. Woo, come on, y'all. What I was trying to possess was image. Woo, come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on, you got to see that this morning. What I was trying to possess was image. I was trying to possess the image of what I thought looked like a Christian, was, which was really pious, right? And which was really haughty, which was really prideful. Anytime we're trying to possess an image, y'all got to get this this morning. Anytime we're trying to uphold an image, anytime we're trying to come off a certain kind of way, then God is not in the position or place where he can be God. He's just not. And so I'm operating in a place of strength when I really need to operate in a place of vulnerability and a place of, because if I get true revelation that Jesus was Isaiah, come on, 53, four or five, we quote it all the time. But if I don't have revelation, I will try to carry, woo, and you were never meant to carry what God wants to carry. I will try to possess and carry what Jesus, come on, let me get there real quick. Yes, 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 yes. I hear you, Lord. I will try to possess and carry what I was never supposed to carry. And unfortunately, when we have come up in generations of people who keep telling, oh, you got to be strong. You got to be strong, man. You got to be strong woman. Um, and they never teach you to tap into the grace. Come on, put this in the comments today. I got to receive the grace. I got to receive the grace. I got to learn how to receive the grace. Then what you try to show up in is you really try to show up in perfection and perfection compromises you. Woo! Because perfection lacks humility. Um, when I try to show up in perfection or as if I possess all the revelation and you never possess all the revelation or you never know how to tap into the wisdom of God because the wisdom of God actually has to come from a place of humility that simply says, I don't know much. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I know much. So I got to learn how to receive the grace because most of us have been taught to fight most of, us, most of us have taught, been taught to operate in strength, but most, most of us have not been taught to properly receive the grace of God. And here's the other thing. When you don't know how to receive the grace of God, you will become um, inappropriately dependent on yourself and inappropriately dependent on others. I have gone to therapy. There's nothing wrong with therapy, but therapy does not replace God. I promise you, it does not. You need to, you, you, you still got to be in a position in a place where the therapy helps, but the grace of God surrounds you, envelops you, and carries you when you can't carry yourself. Let me read this to you. Isaiah 53, and I want to read four and five. Come on, y'all. And it says, but in fact, he was born our griefs. And he has carried our sorrows and pain. Put a pen in it. If Jesus, somebody said, if Jesus, if Jesus has already borne our griefs, already carried our sorrows, already carried our pains, then why? <laughs> then why am I trying to take off of him and put it back on me? Woo! Good morning, Donnie McEwen. Why am I trying to take off what's already been placed on him and put it back on me? 
So it says he was born on Greece. He was carried our sorrows and pains, right? We assume that he was struck down by God and degraded and humiliated. But Jesus, what Jesus did was so beautiful. It was not humiliation. It was not the end of us. As a matter of fact, what he did was to empower us. What he did on the cross was so that you could be empowered. What, what he did on the cross was so you could be relieved. What he did on the cross was so that you don't have to walk life alone. What you did on the cross, you are never alone. God said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. This is why God doesn't want you tied into people's soul. Some of y'all, all y'all life have been tied into people. You're afraid to be alone. You're afraid to take the journey. Can I tell you something? Greatness requires isolation. Woo! Come on. Greatness requires isolation. Walking into the full Walking into the fullness of who God called you to be is going to require you to be isolated because you're going to have to be filtered out from what you have trusted, my God, to walk into what God has said. And there is a difference between what you have trusted versus what God has said. There is a difference in the kingdom and there is a difference in this world. So if he was born on Greece, he carried our sorrow. He was already taking care of this, wounded for my transgressions. Crushed for my wickedness, he took care of my sin. He took care of my injustice. He took care of my wrongdoing, right? He took a punishment for me, right? It fell on him, right? His stripes, his wounds healed me. So then if his stripes and wounds healed me, and I'm not experiencing the fullness of what it looks like when he says, cast all your cares on me because I care for you, then probably I'm not properly casting. Or when Jesus says, come unto me, Woo! come on, y'all. Come on, y'all. He says, come unto me. Come on, y'all. We got to get this this morning. He says, come unto me. He said, come up to your mama. He said, come up to your friend. And perhaps one of the reasons our burdens are not being lifted woo, is because I'm not really coming unto me. I'm not really positioning myself to come unto him because I really don't understand the power that it lied at the cross and the power that worked within. Ephesians 1, 15 through 21, when Paul was praying for Ephesus, he was trying to open the eyes of their understanding so that they could get revelation that, what, that the power that was working inside of them. See, it's not natural. It's not going to make sense. It's not going to add up to what your eyes see. But if you settle yourself, come on, put that in my notes. I got to settle myself. Like if you settle yourself, and what I mean by settle yourself is if you get more quiet, if you spend more time alone, if you lean into the Holy Spirit, if you spend Romans 1 and 2, putting yourself on the altar, making yourself a little living sacrifice, learning what the word of God says, it will begin to settle you. It'll begin to bring you out of untruth into truth. I got to settle myself because when I begin to settle myself, then I won't run. You talking to somebody, I'm going to help you this morning. I'm, you talking to somebody that every time she got into pain, when, when, when my late husband went to be with the Lord, every time, y'all ain't ready. Every time she got into pain, I will pop a bottle. I'm going to help some. I'm going to free somebody. I hadn't, I hadn't had anything to drink in years. And then when my husband died, I was hiding bottles in my closet 
because I was trying to self-medicate for what has always already been provided for me. For some of y'all that look like alcohol, for some of y'all that might be weed, for some of y'all it might be sex, whatever it is, I had not settled myself that God could carry the weight of losing my husband. The church girl, the preacher, <laughs> the spirit-filled, faith-filled, tongue-talking, had not settled herself <laughs> that God could candle the weight of her widowhood. If I had settled myself, I'm going to help y'all this morning. If I had settled myself that he could handle the weight, come on, the weight of my widowhood, then I would present my body and I would wait. Come on. I'm just being, I'm just going to be honest. So then can I help y'all? <laughs> Cause I've had, see, I've lived in tragedy after tragedy after tragedy. When my husband went to be with the Lord, so did my grandmother. <laughs> So did my aunt. So did my other aunt. So did my dog. My God, so did my finances. I'm going to help you with this. When So then because I learned, come on, I had to learn to do this because I learned to settle myself. When the next tragic thing, Sandra, showed up, when the enemy was coming in like a flood and, 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 my, and my son went to prison, <laughs> I had settled myself. And because I had settled myself, then I could come unto God. Oh, come on, y'all. Come on. Then I could come unto God. See, see, I done been some places. I done been through some things. I done experienced some things. I know what it takes, right? So when, when he went in and the enemy was coming in like a flood, trying to make me feel guilty, trying to make me feel fearful, trying to make me feel worried, trying to make me carry the weight of a decision that my son had made. I had settled myself. Come on, Matthew. So then when I, Aunt Cheryl, could walk through, I, I started being able to walk through different doors and different weighty situations, not, not because of my own strength, not because of my own power, but I could walk through a weighty situation because I had settled myself that what it was going to take for me to get through this was the grace. <laughs> see, when you done been through some things, see, some of y'all keep going through the same circles and the same patterns and the same things, and it's because you hadn't settled yourself to what could happen for you at the cross or what has, has happened at you at the cross. That's why you need to pray over yourself. Open the eyes of my understanding to the hope of who you called me to be in Christ Jesus, this revelation power that is working inside of me needs to go to work because I'm presented with something that's way too heavy for me. I'm presented with something that's way too weighty for me. And when I'm presented with something that's too way, way too weighty for me, I have to teach myself not to run to anything else but you. Matthew 11, 28 and 30, this Jesus. Somebody say, this Jesus. This ain't Lakeisha. This is Jesus, right? And we be so afraid. See, I went to a retreat and they taught me at the retreat the vulnerability I needed. And I remember I was at the retreat and they were like, who needs prayer? Who needs this? And people were just bringing things to the circle. And I was sitting there in pride because I didn't want to talk about what I needed, right? 
and I had shared with a man of God earlier and he stood behind me. He said, you better call out what you need or I'm going to expose it myself. And I said, this is foolish. Why would I hold on and be in an environment and a place where people could pray for me so that I could receive the power of God? But I don't want to tell my story because shame is making me feel less than. This is shame, Cheryl. This is shame, Patricia. This is shame. Shame is one of the most detrimental things to the body of Christ. Shame tries to present something to you like you are the only person in it. Shame tries to present to you like you the only person that's in it. <laughs> but here is Jesus. Oh, come on. Here is Jesus, right? Here is Jesus. This is what he said. Here's Jesus. He said, look. <laughs> I'm going to back it up to the 25 verse. It says, at that time, Jesus said, I praise you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth. I openly, joyfully acknowledge your great wisdom that you have hidden these things, these spiritual truths from the wise and intelligent and revealed them into infants, to new believers, to those seeking God's will and purpose. That's why I pray over myself. Lord, give me childlike faith. Let my sons keep childlike faith. Let my partners and my members, let them have childlike faith so that we can believe. And it says, yes, Father, for this way was well pleasing in your sight. All things has been handed over to me by my father. This is Jesus. All things have been handed over to him. He said, and no one fully knows and actually understands the son. If we fully knew who Jesus was, he told the woman at the well that he said, if you knew who I was, you would be asking me for a drink. If you really knew who God was, you would not handle another circumstance or another situation on your own. If you knew who God was, you'll run to the presence of the Holy Spirit. You'll lean not into your own understanding. If you have revelation, this is Jesus saying, he says, no one fully knows and accurately understands the son except the father. And no one fully knows and accurately understands the father except the son and anyone to whom the son deliberately wills to reveal himself. The Lord God is revealing himself to you today that there is no circumstance. There is no situation. There is nothing that you have going on in your life. The scripture says there is no temptation known to man that Jesus doesn't know. There's no sickness. There's no disease. There's no lust. Come on. There's no sexual immorality. Nothing you have attached yourself to. God don't know. God don't understand. There is nothing, Yara. There is, there is nothing. There is absolutely nothing. When Adam and Eve were hiding in the garden and God was like, where you at? That was rhetorical. <laughs> he, he was hoping that Adam would wake up to the fact that he was hiding. Ooh! And so many of us have been hiding in our circumstances and situation. And here is Jesus. So then this is what he says. He says, come. All who are weary and heavily burdened, right? Most of us are weary and heavily burdened because we have been practicing religious rituals. Woo! Shake us up this morning. Instead of really reaching and understanding and receiving the grace. This was the thing that I did for 20, the last two years of my life was the only time that I really learned how to receive the grace. Like receiving the grace, right? Receiving the grace. Right. So this is personal. Stop. 
quoting and saying stuff to other people. Make this personal this morning. So he says, come to me, all who are weary, heavenly burdened, practicing religious rituals that provide no peace. When you are in a circumstance, in a situation, and you don't get peace, scripture says, be anxious for nothing. Everything in prayer and supplication. Make your request known before God with thanksgiving. And then the peace that passes all understanding. When something has been properly presented to God, there should come peace. Here's what Jesus is saying. Bring it to me. <laughs> and what I'm going to give you is going to refresh you. It's going to restore you. And you're going to understand who you are. He said, take my yoke upon you. He said, follow me as my disciple. For I am gentle. For I am humble in heart. And you're going to find rest. When you take my yoke. When you take in Jesus. When you understand what he has done for the cross. There is going to be a rest that comes to you because you understand whatever the circumstance, whatever the situation is, I know for a fact that God has me, has my son, has my marriage, has my finances, has my health, has my children in his hands because Jesus would not have been bruised if God didn't know that I needed something greater than me. If God didn't know I needed something greater than me, Jesus would have never been presented. He was not just a get out of jail card. He comes to offer you peace. He comes to offer you soundness of mind. He comes to offer you strength. He comes to offer you love. He comes to offer you grace. He comes to offer you unmerited favor. He comes with fresh Brand new mercies, even when you have jacked stuff up. He is not offering you shame. He is not offering you worry. He is not offering you weariness. That is not. And even if you are in the middle of a test, he will give you the wisdom, the discernment, the knowledge. Go track the children of Israel. He was with them. He was their rear guard. He was before them. He was on every turn in every situation, even though they were in the wilderness. Even though he had placed them with some situation, he still provided them with manna. He still gave them what he needed. He is the same God then, and he is the same God today. So, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we break and destroy every thought process that has kept us from receiving your grace. Some of your daughters and some of your sons are heavy and downtrodden. This is the day that they receive the grace. This is the day that they place it all on the altar. This is the day that they understand the power of your love. We destroy the negative mindset that you can't do enough for us. You are enough. You are the beginning. You are the end. Oh, my God. You are in the middle and you are in the between. Your word says you never leave us. You never forsake us. You are a God that does not lie. So here are your vessels before you, broken, downtrodden, Lord God, even misunderstood. 
Father God, I thank you that you are intervening in every circumstance, in every situation. I thank you, Father God. You are providing health and marrow to their bones. I thank you, Father God, that you are providing um, every need, Lord God. I thank you, Father God, that you go before them this day and you are their rear guard. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Father God, for the releasing of finances. Thank you, Father God. Um, my God, for even more exposure, Lord God, for those that need to be elevated in certain realms and certain places where your children need to be seen. Thank you for more exposure and more elevation. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. Two things. If the Lord... Um, puts it on your heart to partner with this ministry, go over to the website, lmjministries.org, and you can give there, right? You can give there. I always say, um, I sow where I grow. Um, I sow where I grow. So you can give there. Go over to the website, and it has all the ways that you can give. Um, Father, bless the giving of your people. And then the last thing is, if, the, if you have never accepted Jesus, I'm, I'm 100% <laughs> that my life will be full of this world, but heavy and weighted if I didn't have Jesus. See, we can operate in the world without Jesus all the time. That's not unusual. That's how Satan works. Um, but with Jesus, you will have the ability to triumph. You With Jesus, you will have the ability to overcome. With Jesus, you will have uh, you will receive mercy and grace. See, when you're in the kingdom of darkness, ain't no mercy and grace. But with Jesus, you'll receive the mercy and the grace you need. So if that's you and you've not accepted Jesus Christ, or maybe you've been out the game for a minute. Maybe you've been on a path and you tried some other things, right? And then you're back here today because the Lord had led you here today. And you're like, everything else I tried. Everything else I tried. Everything else I tried. I need you to hear me. Everything else I tried. Never added up. Never. Everything else I tried. All the alcohol, all the sex, all the all the everything else I tried. None of that stuff added up. When I got a hold of who really Jesus was, it changed my life. You want to do the same for you. If that's you, repeat after me. Dear Jesus, I'm in need of a savior. I'm asking you to come into my heart to take away my sins. I promise to love. Woo, I hear you, Lord. Whoa. And follow you best I can. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name, I thank you, Lord God, for more anointing and more oil. More anointing and more oil. In Jesus' name, amen. I love y'all back here in the morning. Uh, one more day, y'all. Friday, you see it. And then ladies, Saturday, prayer call. Back in the morning, 5 a.m. See y'all then. I love y'all so much. Go share this devotional. Go put this, go put this in your everywhere. Go put this everywhere. Go share this devotional. And I'll see y'all back in the morning at 6 a.m. Love, peace, and blessings. Ooh, thank you, Lord. Oh my God. Thank you. 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 Thank you.